Welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. I am so pleased that I, the guest that we have today, she is dynamic. She is wonderful. She's, <laughs> she's been on the show before, but this is the first time the Brushwood Media Network people get to meet uh, Kim Ling Lang, and she is, uh, or, or Lang Ling, excuse me. She is an extraordinary human being, and we're going to talk about all the things that she does from Nuggets of Hope to working with the the um, VA or and the veterans groups that she works with, which is I think is the most remarkable thing in on the world. She's also an author. She's also a podcaster, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, and I guess the best people live in Pennsylvania. I don't know that, but I'm I keep hearing that. So and there's a few. There's a few. There are Kim. Welcome to. The new positive talk with Kevin McDonald. How are you? I am doing great. It's been a few months since we talked. Yes, indeed. And by the way, and and she has been under the weather. She's being a real trooper to come out uh, today, and uh, and so we we give her grace for being able and willing to do that. And Kim, it's I. You are just one of my favorite people because you mean a lot to your community. You mean a lot to the people around you. Everybody that you touch, you help, and it's it's really is it really is cool. So I want to I want to thank you for being who you really are. Thank you. That's very humbling, Kevin. Very humbling. <laughs> it should not be because you know you. It's all. It's like you have taken the opportunity when um, you get a message from somewhere, and it says, "I think you need to do this." And you go out and you do it. There's so many people that get that message and go, uh, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't think. I'd be embarrassed or I don't want it. So you do so many good things. It's just amazing. You know, and you, you mentioned that, like I call them nudges when I get that nudge. Yes. It's people don't want to do it because it's going to push them outside their comfort zone. Yes, and they don't want people to judge them. You know what my thought on that is? I don't give a hoot what people think of me. <laughs> you know, if they think I'm a weirdo or a crazy lady, that's perfectly fine. They're not the person I'm supposed to be talking to then. Well, that old saying, which is, it's none of my business what you think of me. Exactly. Exactly. So everybody should just mind their own business. <laughs> and if, if you got something to say, make sure it's something nice. You know, be kind. That, that is, uh, I, that's a rule around here. And I try, except when I'm driving, I have trouble with that. But, you know, that's. We're that's, human. We all have those little devils that perch on our shoulders every once in a while saying, hmm. Why are you going so fast? Why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you tailgating? You know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I have it too. Ooh, I got quite a temper when I let it go, but <laughs> I, uh, I try not to. <laughs> well, as long as you're in your, I kind of call it venting 
And as long as you're in your car and the windows are rolled up and nobody can hear you. One, one time I yelled at a guy and I thought the window was up and it was down. And he whipped around and looked at me and I was like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to. Didn't, I, I accidentally cut someone off. I didn't see him. I literally just did not see the person. It was ridiculous how close we came to really having a bad accident. I was getting all kinds of finger gestures. <laughs> And his windows rolled down and he is yelling all kinds of words at me. And I was so stunned that I had done what I had just done. I just went, I kept doing this, you know, with my hand, like, I'm like, we're okay. Everyone's okay. And I just kept doing that. And he kept giving me finger gestures. And my daughter was with me and she says, mom, I don't think he cares if we're all okay or not. <laughs> she said, but I kept saying it. We're okay. We're okay. We're all okay. And I was yelling it. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Well, and I don't know what he was expecting or what he was hoping to get from you. I mean, you were driving your car. It's not like you could stop and then get out of the car and, and bend over and, and apologize. You know what I mean? It's, well, it's, and I, I obviously I was saying I was sorry. He saw that he just wasn't in a good place to receive it, apparently. And it was completely my fault. It was just, you know, one of those times where you I just didn't see him. I, we came so close to smashing. It was just I threw myself off on that one. So just one of those days that that stuff happened, you know. It does, but 99.9% .9 of the time, you're always looking for, and this is, by the way, if you really want to make a difference in people's lives, I would love you and I would invite you to do what Kim does. And it really, and I'm going to have you tell the story because it is so heartwarming and it was again it was a nudge from above or somewhere that said hey why don't you do this and and it impacts the world one person at a time which really is all we can do is one person at a time right. and so tell us the story of the nuggets of hope nuggets of hope i this is it's been close to 2 years now that that i've been doing this and i had gotten a nudge you know, like I said earlier, I, I get nudges and the word hope was showing up everywhere. You know, I was reading it, hearing it in songs, seeing it on television, hearing it on the radio, internet, where, wherever I was seeing and hearing the word hope. And I thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to do something with it. And the, the nudge was so strong that I was supposed to do something with this word hope. And I'm going, well, what am I, you know, who am I, what am I supposed to do with this word? And then I thought, you know, I have these positive affirmation cards. It was like a small deck of them. I don't even know why I had them. You know, the kind that say, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're a rock star. So I had a little packet of those and I just put them in my purse and started carrying them with me. And when I would be in the store grocery shopping or wherever, I would pull one out and just start, I started tucking them around the store. You know, I tuck them in like a jeans pocket and I put them in with the motor oil or wiper blades or milk, you know, wherever I was at within the underwear aisle, I was tucking these little cards everywhere thinking whoever needs to find them will find them. And they're going to, you know, read that card. And that's going to be the person who needed to hear that they were awesome that day. And then I was like, okay, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. But I still kept getting this nudge. And I, then the word hope starts showing up even more. And I'm going, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do? 
And then I, I got a very strong nudge saying, uh, you know, in my head, <laughs> you need to be a nugget of hope to people. You need to personally be a nugget of hope to another person, like face to face. And I'm like, no, <laughs> ain't doing that. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to approach strangers because that's, that's how the nudge was coming to me. You are to approach and not people, you know, your friends, family, you are to approach. Okay. My nudges come from God. That's where I feel that they come from. So my message that I feel that I was getting was you are to approach who I point out to you. And I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. So I'm like, all right, these little cards probably aren't going to do it. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, well, you know, nugget of hope, nugget of hope. I guess I could be a nugget of hope. And I went, nugget, nugget. Oh, maybe I can find a stone or something. So I found these really pretty polished stones that have the word hope engraved on them. And they're all different colors, but they fit in the palm of your hand perfect. It's like, you know, those worry stones that grandpa used to carry in his pocket? I don't oh, know yes. if your grandpa did, but yeah, they're th that perfect size. And this is one I actually carry with me all the time. This is my own, my personal little nugget of hope I gave to myself. But <laughs> I got these little nuggets of hope and found them online, which I was surprised because I was like, I'm never going to find these. And uh, I carry them with me now everywhere. And I literally approach strangers. Um, when I feel, if I see someone, when I'm out and about running errands at a grocery store or wherever, and I see a person and I'll, I'll feel a strong sense that that person needs a nugget of hope today. And it's very, it's very interesting the way it feels. It's hard to describe because it's almost like a visceral thing. It's, it, I can physically feel that's the person go, you know? And so I started doing that and I just walk up with the little nugget of hope in my hand and say, pardon me, ma'am or sir. Um, I would like to give you a nugget of hope today and I hope you have a blessed day. And then I turn and walk away. Um, <coughs> pardon me. And I don't feel that I'm supposed to stand there and chit chat with them, get to know them, get their name, get their story. I, I think I'm, well, I know, I know I'm just supposed to give them this. And I've, I've handed out a lot of these in the last couple of years. And the reactions that I've gotten have been amazing. Uh, you know, I've gotten tears. I've gotten laughter. I've gotten like nervous laughter. I've gotten, you know, wide-eyed looks like, what, who are you? Uh, and the range I've gotten hugs, just, you know, hugs. Uh, one older lady, she said, thank you so much. You have no idea. You are my angel today. And I said, Oh, thank you so much. I'm no angel, but I I'm glad you're blessed, <laughs> you know, but so she was obviously meant to get one that, I mean, that was just an affirmation for me, you know, confirmation. That was a confirmation for me. Um, and the one that still sticks with me today, and I've shared this with you before, Kevin, is an older gentleman ran into in Walmart. Um, and I felt so strongly urged that I was supposed to approach him. He was a taller, thin man, older, probably late eighties in the uh, dish soap aisle. And just, the aura around him. I just got this vibe of sadness, loneliness, hurt, whatever it was. And I just felt so strongly nudged. So I approached him and I said, excuse me, sir. 
I would love to give you a nugget of hope today. And I just held up my hand and he put his hand out and accepted it. And I said, I, I hope you have a blessed day, sir. And he just looked at me <laughs> and yelled. And when I say yell, I do mean yell in with a tone of anger. What the hell do I have to hope for? And I just stood there and I took it on the chin because I was supposed to. And I didn't take it personally. And I just looked at him. I said, sir, I hope that you get whatever it is that you need out of this today. And he was still angry. And then he was yelling about the dish soap and he couldn't find the right dish soap. <laughs> Pardon me. And I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> whatever, whatever he does with it. And he did, he, he kept it, he put it in his pocket. And I eventually did walk away and say, sir, you know, I, I do wish you a blessed day. And I left and I got my stuff done and went to my car, sat down in my car and I just started crying. My heart actually hurt for that man. And I'm thinking he wasn't yelling at me. He was yelling at whatever the circumstance was that his life was in that moment in time. I just happened to be the one that approached him. That he, was yelling, he, he was yelling at life. Yes. He was mad at life. Maybe he had just lost his wife and he ran out of dish soap, but he needed to get the kind that she's used for the last 45 years. And he couldn't. And he find can't it. find it. Right. Maybe that put him. And then that, here I come. Here's a nugget of hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe maybe he was caring for his his ailing wife. Maybe she has Alzheimer's. Maybe he just got done over being really, really ill or a hospital stay. And it was the first time out of the house for weeks. And he just wanted to find the dang soap and get home. You know, maybe he's tired and sick and just angry, angry at everything and just wanted to get home. And then this stranger comes up to him and offering him hope. You know, heck, he didn't want anything to do with it. And my heart hurt for him. It was breaking for him. And then I, you know, as I'm sitting there in my car, I realized, no, wait a minute. He took it. He took the, the little nugget. He put it in his pocket. I'm like, and if he's like any of the older gentlemen I've ever known, they go home, go home, pull everything out of their pocket and put it in the bowl on the hall table or wherever it is they dump their stuff from their pockets at. Exactly. And maybe the next morning when he's getting ready to start, his, whether he's leaving the house or not, he's still going to grab all that stuff and shove it back in his pocket for the day. Maybe he'll look down and see that nugget of hope. You know, maybe then it'll click in and hit his heart the way it's supposed to. Maybe it'll be a week or so, but he kept it. And so that's what, you know, I was like, okay, he kept it. So yeah, I was supposed to approach him and he yelled at me and that's okay. I took it. I'm a big girl. I can let that stuff roll. Cause I knew he wasn't yelling at me. And, um, he's that's, you know, that's one that just sticks with me all the time. And, you know, I've, I've run into numerous people. Some of them will just give me a look, you know, like, are you kidding me? I, I just want to get my stuff in my car. You know, you get that kind of look, like, I don't have time for you. I've gotten those looks, but not a single person has said no, thank you to the nugget of hope. Not a single person has said, I don't want that. Not a single person has said, no, here, you take it back. Every person has taken it. It so, means a lot. Yes. And, you know, and if you think about that, the change that one person can make in your slice of the world, like you said earlier, that ripple effect will happen. Because who knows? 
and no one's saying that they have to keep it. Heck, I would love it if they had it for as long as they needed it. And then they turned around and passed it on to somebody else and say, you know what? Some crazy lady gave this to me in Walmart parking lot. Um, and I've got what I need. So here, I think maybe I'll give my nugget of hope to you now. I, I was going to tell you that when you were talking about the lady who said, you're an angel and you poo-pooed and say, hey, I ain't no angel. <laughs> but think about this. And I would love for you to write since you're an author and you and you write books, I would love for you to write a nugget of hope stories from the the stories from I don't know what, but because this lady that said you're an angel and you said no, not really, and then you walked away, I just have in my mind that she went home, and one of her relatives or one of her friends was there and was having a very bad day and 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 she told her the story of this angel came up to me and gave me this nugget of hope and now i'm going to give it to you because that's what this angel would want me to do because you need it more than i do and that that kind that that type of ripple effect that goes through the end and and who knows where that nugget of hope ended up because it could go to this saved me when that the lady gets the nugget of hope and then um, a week or a month later she carries it around in her purse and there's somebody else who's having a really really tough time and she says you know this saved me when i was in your position and so now i'm going to give you this yeah. nugget of hope. Who knows how far that reaches and where it can go? I that's that's why I'm so enthralled with it. I'd never heard that before. Um, I've never heard of anybody doing that before. And also, those rocks are not cheap. No, they're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> surprising. I was I was surprised at how not cheap they were. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but you, I felt very strongly this is. This is what pop, this is actually it popped in my head what these look like. And I'm like, are those even made? Can you find those anywhere? And I, I should I say surprisingly, but it shouldn't be surprisingly. I found them relatively easy because I was Amazingly supposed to. Enough, yeah, yeah. As, as if as if you were absolutely supposed to. And that's that's how, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in our opening, we talk about um knowing your greatness and it's the adventure of a lifetime if you stay open to life life will present you with wonderful things wonderful ideas and will just show up and that's that's one of the things i love about about you is that you were open to the idea you didn't you didn't say oh that's silly and you didn't poo poo it because it kept on coming until you acted on it but you were you were doing what you felt in your heart was the right thing to do. And uh, you said yes. You said yes to life. You said less, yes to the nudge. And I, that is profoundly helpful to a lot of people that are listening to this who are not saying yes to life yet. Because everybody gets those nudges, however they come to you. Yes. You know, and you'll be like, oh, I had this this thought, but that's nah, not anything I could really do. Well, you were given that thought for a reason. Just think it out. Or not. Just do it. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> sometimes you just have to do it. You just got to pull up your big girl pants or your big boy pants and just do it. The world needs more people doing acts of kindness than it does acts of division. Because that's, that's all this world seems to be anymore. It's online. It's in your news feeds. It's on television, radio, wherever. It's always divisive. Or this person doesn't like this person because. Or that person, you know, it's just on and on and on. And to me, it is such a waste of time and energy. Because this is a beautiful world we live in. It's an absolutely beautiful world we live in. Just, you know, shut up for a minute. Quit being the noisemaker. Yeah. And just listen. I, I, I'm fully convinced, and we need to take a quick break, but I'm fully convinced that if everybody had that attitude, uh, war would cease, um, that the hate, division, and fear would go away. People would start living their lives like they really meant it and meant to have a wonderful life and to share that with their friends and family and those that they know who in turn do the same thing. And it's, it's kind of like a network marketing thing is that you start inviting people and it becomes a great big thing. We need to take a, a quick break for our Brushwood media folks. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're brilliant, by the way. Simply brilliant. Sorry for coughing so much. No, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, and uh, so. And welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. I'm so glad you're here. We've got an amazing guest. And, you know, we were talking about nuggets of hope and what she does with that oh we've just scratched the surface just the tip of the iceberg as it were because she does so much but let's talk first of all about your writing and um paw prints on the couch which is a number one new release by the way yeah yeah how unexpectedly exciting that was for the first four months it was out. It was a number one top new release on Amazon. It was totally unexpected, but yeah, paw prints on the couch. It is an anthology of people sharing stories of their pets. So we've got dogs, cats, and horses in this one just happens to be the people that uh, wanted to share in the book. And they're just, they're stories of the pets that how they enrich your life or how they've changed your life, or maybe even how they've saved your life. You know, um, for me personally, my dogs, my animals that have been in my life have been instrumental in my mental well-being. And I know that that's the case for many, many folks out there. I just happen to be a veteran who lives with PTSD. And my dogs that I've had, the one I have currently and the one I had prior, um, were always so in tune with me. Like if I have anxiety or nightmares, they would be nudging me, you know, nudging me with their head or scratching at me. So my focus would change to them. And then you realize, okay, you're not alone. You don't have to fight this battle by yourself. You got your buddy right here with you who just happens to be one of the purest souls on the planet. And that's what dogs have. I think just the purest souls, you know, and they, they add so much to your life. And I wanted to share those kind of stories, kind of like a chicken soup for the soul type of book. Yeah. Um, so that's what this is, paw prints on the couch. And then I'm working on one right now. Uh, it'll come out this fall, 
and I'm excited about it's going to be called it, it will it is called paw prints on the kitchen floor so you can see a theme kind of going there and uh, <laughs> that one's going to be the same thing um, just with different people different stories different animals but I'm really looking forward to that and hey if any of your listeners have a story about their pet that's just awesome could be quirky funny heart-wrenching you know however it is um and you want to share it and get it out in the world, you know, let the world know how awesome your pet is. You can uh, give me a contact me through my website and uh, we'll get in touch and chit chat and we can see if we can get your story in the book. That is Kim Langling author.com. And that is uh, L E N G L I N G. I never asked you where that name came from, but anyway, I, that's, it's uh, my ex-husband's last name. It's actually German. Huh? It's a journey. Yeah. So very good. And if you go there and then you could become think about this. You're your you become have a, the, you could become a published author. I was just gonna say that. You you're listening to the show and suddenly you say, I love my dog, and this is his story or her story. And so you write it down, send it to Kim. She puts it in the book. You're now a published author. Now you can yeah. go online and say, I'm a published author. You know, and how exciting that is. I mean, you know, that's just part of it, though. And I, I, I'm always, I can't forget to say this part. Portion of the sales, online sales, um, goes to a local no-kill shelter in my area. So with the first book, I've already been able to do two, two nice donations um, to this this uh no kill shelter and the second book it'll be a different shelter i'm going to choose another shelter but i'll do that for 12 months after this the book is uh published for 12 months so once a quarter as long as there's sales i'm able to provide a donation to a local no kill shelter for you know animals so that's that's the main reason reason and passion behind getting these books out so paw prints on the couch I've already been able to make two donations, which is super exciting. And with hopefully in August when Paw Prints on the Kitchen Floor comes out, I'll be able to do that for another uh, well-deserving shelter. Because all those shelters, folks, they they all need not only volunteers and you know time, but they need money as well. Oh, yeah. and, and that's hard to come by, folks. We all know that. So if I can do my little bit, to help those animals find a forever home by golly i'm gonna do it and if you want to be part of that mission with me because it's it's coming from my heart um if you want to join me in on that heart join with me on that heart mission love to have your story included you know um kim one of the one of the things i just absolutely adore about you is it's it's not like you were working from microsoft and you sold like a hundred thousand shares and are now multi-billionaire <laughs> no <laughs> that is like throw your head back and laugh funny <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing all of these things because your heart is telling you to do it and you give money where you could be using that money for yourself and and to publish more things and to but you your heart is so big and in the second half of the show don't you dare go away because we're going to talk about something that I have referenced to many veterans who have since come on the show and told them your story about what you do. And each one of them had a tear in their eye 
about what you do, what you and your friends do in support of our of our veterans. And then we went down the road and talked about PTSD and and all the things that they're faced with when they come home. And so we're going to talk about that when after we do our, our next break. And um, we're talking with Kim Langling, and she's the author of uh, Paw Prints on the Couch. She's got another book coming. She is an extraordinary lady. And by the way, I believe that you this, if somebody wants to in our audience, if you go to, and please, I would highly recommend that you do this. If you go to KimLingLingAuthor.com, Dexter, her office manager, tells us that he she loves a nice cup of coffee well down at the bottom of the first page where it says contact you can buy her a cup of coffee and you and it costs you know i don't know five bucks and you can help support a couple things the well the you can help support the um nuggets of hope because they're expensive to to buy and she does them out of the goodness of her heart and also you can help the veterans in the area and also worldwide we'll talk about that and, and I think uh, if you know if you give a donation i don't know if there's a spot on there that you can say put this towards the vets put this towards the pets well that's a you, know, you can designate where you'd like it because i don't i don't keep that money folks <laughs> it, it goes towards stuff that I can be doing. It goes, like you just said, getting nuggets of hope. Um, Cause it is expensive and I am not a rich person by any means. <laughs> so you didn't have a hundred thousand micro shops. No, no, but you know what, where there's a will, there's a way. So yeah. And I do, I drink copious amounts of coffee. I do <laughs> right here and see, look at this coffee cup. It says just getting my morning buzz on. <laughs> And it's 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now. <laughs> it is indeed. I, apparently, you don't have trouble sleeping after having coffee all day. No, I think I'm immune to that. <laughs> I do. I, I drink so much coffee. It's really crazy. But, you know, I I had other vices that I quit. So Then you're entitled. Yes. You I are figured, entitled. So now I drink more coffee. By the way, we're, we're going to take a little coffee break right now uh, for our um, um, for our we're halfway through with the show. So it's a, a station break. That's what it is. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Right, I'm wrong, I, I are a professional, <laughs> don't you know? So, so we'll be we'll be right back after these messages. More with Kim Langling. This is fun. It's always fun chatting with you. And uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I reached out and scheduled. I am too. It was a random thing. I was like, I haven't talked to Kevin in a while. I wonder if I can still schedule. <laughs> so I went back and found an old email and I'm like, it let me. You know something? That's why that's how it happens. In in my world, that's just how it happens. So why don't we come back and we'll, we can even talk about that. Um <clears throat> And welcome back, everybody, to a Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. You're listening to the Brushwood Media Network. And Kim Langling, uh, author, is our guest. She's so much more than an author. 
She's um, a philanthropist. She does all kinds of wonderful stuff for the community. And, um, and you know, it's, it's funny because we've, you've been on the show before. We always have a great time when you come on the show and, uh, you were just wandering about wondering, gee, I wonder if that old dude is still around and, and stuff. So you checked it out and, and you found me and we're able to book the show and here you are. Well, yeah. Cause you know, I, I save emails and I was the other day I was thinking, yeah, I haven't talked to Kevin in a long time. Wonder how he's doing. What's up? And so I went back through my old emails and I found the link. I'm like, well, I'll see if it still works to see if I can still book. And it worked. And I'm like, hey, cool. So here I am. <laughs> and I was really, it was like, oh, good. Kim's coming back on the show. I love her. She she is so awesome because you do so much for the community and you also are just a bright light um, in, in with everybody you meet and you're kind and you take care of everybody and i'm my my job as i understand it is to support people like you and the work that you're doing um now before we get into what you're doing just for fun to volunteer uh tell us about the podcast how's it going it's going well um i am on oh, the see. tv show and the other tv show and the the tv show was stalled for about a year um the folks that run the network, there was a lot of, a lot of personal things that they were going through. So that went quiet for about a year. Um, literally just had our first meeting last week um, to get that back up and running. And it might be on different platforms now, um, much bigger platforms. So that's kind of exciting. I'm not sure what the direction of that is yet, but uh, hopefully that will ramp back up and I'll be able to have more shows on my, and that was the TV show is called the right stuff, the author's voice. So it's all having all authors on talking about, you know, why they write what they write, where their ideas come from, things like that. Um, but fascinating people that I've met, but my podcast, let fear bounce. Uh, that's I'm in now the fourth season, which just still blows me away. And I'm closing in on 200 episodes. Good so that's you. exciting. Very much so. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's interesting because I, I'm not one that takes, I don't, I don't have a bunch of money to put in advertising and all of that. So I don't. So everything that I do just kind of grows organically, you know, the way, and I'm like, it's going to grow the way it's supposed to grow. And if I'm going at a turtle pace, that's fine. That's the pace I'm supposed to go at then. Just within the last four months or so, I've noticed that there's an uptick in my, um, the podcast. And one of the platforms sent me an email said, just want to let you know you're number 22 for mental health this week. And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> so I thought that was really exciting. Um, on good pods. I think that's what that was. Cause I was never in, even in the top 50. So, you know, it's kind of fun to see that slowly do its thing. And I get excited, but I don't let it I don't let it settle. I'm just like, Oh, that's so exciting. Okay. Now I got a schedule, you know, I got work to do. You know what I mean? Um, I don't let it, I don't ever want to have a big head on any. No. Um, so I just, that's, I'm like, you know, I'm not any better than anybody else at anything. I'm doing my own thing the way I feel I'm supposed to be doing it. And if it's slow go, that's okay. Um, if it, climbs and reaches a mountaintop someday i will do a big old happy dance and then i'm going to turn around and see who i can bring with me 
because I feel that's the way it's supposed to be. Just like you mentioned, you feel your job is to support people like myself. And I know you support a lot of your guests just by the who you have on your show. You're supporting them doing that. So, I, you know, that's like that. That's what you feel you're supposed to be doing. And you do a dang good job of it, you know. Um, so go you, Kevin. <laughs> Oh, you're too kind. But but I really feel like, and this is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that podcasts like yours and podcasts like mine and radio shows and whatever I'm doing, television, YouTube and all that stuff, they grow so that our platform can be bigger so that we can put more money into the platform so more people can hear how important it is to have a positive message, to be kind, to take care of people, and the results of what, which can be life-changing and can begin the adventure of a lifetime if somebody chooses to go down that path. Right. And so that's, that's why I really want your, everything that you do to be successful because I know in your heart that it's not like you're gonna squirrel away all these profits in the, in the mattress. <laughs> it's going right back where it came from. Right. If I had unlimited resources, you know, and I often sit there and think, you know, if I didn't have to worry about monthly bills, <laughs> oh, the things I could do. Oh. But then I'm like, you know, Kim, don't wish for something that you don't have. Appreciate what you do have and do the best that you can with it. So that's what I'm doing. And that is remarkable. It just simply is. And congratulations because you're doing so much. And you're also doing things with your veterans group in the area. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Because, and by the way, don't go away. This is this is a remarkable story, in my opinion. Well, it was uh, 24 years ago, which still amazes me. Seems like day before yesterday, doesn't it? it well, it truly does, actually. 24 years ago, myself and at that time, the wife of the commander of the veteran post that I am a life member of, um, it's a veterans, the Vietnam war post. I am not a veteran of the Vietnam war. I'm way too young for that, but our post is open to any honorably discharged veteran. So I'm considered the kid. And I think I am the second now, the second youngest I'm in my mid fifties. I'm the second youngest one in the post and they still call me kid. So I love it. Like you guys can call me kid all, all as long as you want. But 24 years ago, myself and Lori and the commander's wife at that time, um, it was 1998, I believe around that time. Yeah. And, um, we sent six boxes to just filled with candy to, uh, post members, grandchildren or children that were currently serving, that were actively serving and deployed. Just six people received a box of candy at Christmas time. And we got back six really amazing thank you letters. Just amazing. And at that time, it was folks snail mail. There wasn't email and cell phones and all that. <laughs> um, so we received actual letters in the mail. And then we thought, well, I wonder if we could do more. So we started asking people, members of the post, do you have anybody in your family serving? And we'll send them boxes. So there was a few more. So then it got to like 10 or 12, you know, and then 9-11 uh, happened. 
So we, we continued to do that, not every month, but maybe every three months, we'd send those little boxes of candy. Then 9-11 happened. And uh, this gets to me. Oh, dang it, Kevin. Every time I'm on your show, I cry. <laughs> um, I got you, got you again. Yes. I feel like Barbara Walters. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was on the phone with Lori, and I was at home with the television on, watching the second tower fall. Oh. And waiting for my daughter to get home from school. Because when I called the school, they said the buses had already come to bring the kids home. Because I was frantic as a mom, get my kid home. There were fighter jets flying over my house. I'm, I'm just happened to be on that path going up to New York. Um, so I was frantic to get my daughter home. And Lori calls and she's watching TV too. And uh, we were, we, we didn't know what to think. We were in shock and we're like, are we really seeing what we're seeing? Is this really happening? And then we both went, oh shit, we're going to have to pick up our game. There's going to be so many troops being sent everywhere. We can't let them think that they're not thought of. We have got to do something. Oh my gosh, what can we do? So our brains just went crazy. And uh, over the next few days, and if any, you know, anybody that was alive at that time uh, knows the patriotism that just surged in this country. Crazy surge of it. And we made a few phone calls and just said, we need donations. And they came by the truckloads. Donations of items to ship, snack items, personal hygiene items, toilet paper, you know, whatever. Something that we could pack in a box. And for two and a half years, my dining room, I didn't have a dining room because it was filled with boxes of donations from floor to ceiling. And Lori's, she had a spare bedroom that was filled from floor to ceiling. We literally just had little paths to walk through for two and a half years. Because donations just came, came, came. And every month we sent boxes out. And we sent those first, I would say, 10 years. Because it's 24 years now. First 10 years, we sent on average four to 500 boxes a month. All by donation. That includes postage. Because postage isn't free. So our boxes average anywhere from $18 to $27 a box. And... We were able to do that for 10 years, four to 500 boxes a month. That's crazy if you think about it. And uh, now we're in our 24th year. We don't, we don't ship that many anymore. We ship about 100 to 150 a month. Um, that's still a lot of stuff, still a lot of boxes, still a lot of people. Um, and we just had, and folks, you know, please don't think that we don't have people serving everywhere because we do. There are many hot spots around this globe right now. And we just had a local... A local unit of 300 soldiers were just deployed on New Year's Day. And our post was there to see them off. So that just added 300 people to our list to send monthly boxes to. For those of you that may not fully be aware, there is, real recently, there was three soldiers were killed just in uh, in the Middle East. And there was, they were on this base. And this base had 
two or three hundred um, soldiers in it, and it was like in the desert. It was this clump of land in the desert, and there it's not like they could go down to the Seven Eleven store uh, down the block and pick up stuff. So when they get a box like that, and they're in a place like that, it means an amazing amount to them. Oh, I have a story to share with you, and I don't know if I shared it with you before. Do we have time? Yes, we do. This was years ago um, when we were in Iraq at this time, and we were sending boxes, I mean, just so many boxes, so many boxes. And it was almost like it was like a second full-time job, you know, to to keep track and donations and pick them up and get on TV spots and radio spots and all this stuff, you know, and begging people for stuff, constant, 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 and working full time and raising a kid, you know, um, but it was so worth it. But anyway, we often, we would send a box to somebody and they'd be like, okay, well, my unit of 16 that I'm with right now, I've got four guys who don't receive mail from anyone ever. And we're like, if you want to share all the names, we keep them strictly confidential everybody in your unit will start to get a box from us. So a lot of times that's how our, our list of names would grow is because they'd share it with their buddies, you know? Um, and we wanted that or chaplains would contact us and say, uh, my Marines are really struggling. Are you able to send 25 boxes? I got 25 Marines that really, really need some moral support. Can you help me? And we're like, uh, yes. <laughs> So a lot of that's how it happened a lot. We get we'd get a lot of emails from chaplains that were in war torn areas. Um, so many stories. Oh, my goodness. So many stories. So many incredibly heartbreaking stories um, because not everybody comes home, unfortunately. And you get to know them when you're sending stuff and you get to know their families because they come and help you pack the boxes. And we call this project support our troops. That's what we call it. Um, and we pack pack boxes every single month of the year, every month without fail for 24 years. And this one story, it was a lady, she was a major and she had uh, eight other ladies in her unit and they were in a tent out in the desert because that's what they had. And she said, you know, if you wouldn't mind, we could really use some toilet paper and feminine hygiene products. We're like, wow, they're not getting what they need there. So of course we hear something like that and we go on a mission and we sent them a ridiculous amount of toilet paper <laughs> and feminine hygiene. It was, I mean, it was enough to last those eight ladies like a year and a half. And we threw, we, you know, we were getting random other stuff for females and, you know, like, um, body lotion and nail files, anything. We said, you know, we got a unit of ladies that needs our help. Oh my gosh. People went crazy. And there, you know, we got chocolates. I mean, we got all kinds of amazing stuff to send in, in these huge, huge boxes. We shipped them huge boxes. It was so fun. So fun to pack them. And it was this random one. It was a Clairol hair color. And I went, Lori, should we send this in there? And she goes, yeah, just chuck it in the box. She goes, you never know. And I'm like, but they're in a tent in the desert. And she goes, oh, just throw it in there. So, and we were sending it all to this one major because she asked us to send it in her name and then she would be able to get it to her ladies. So she gets these boxes and she sends us a really amazing letter. It's like a three page letter thanking us 
saying it was like Christmas. And then she goes, I even had to break up a few fights for the ladies fighting over certain things. <laughs> she goes, and then I realized what was left. And I took it to my own bunk and I pulled out a box of hair color. And I couldn't believe it because I thought, how on earth did they know my exact color? <laughs> And she goes, I want to know if they know anybody in my family because her and her sisters or her mother in the family had been teasing her for months about her hair color and how she's not going to be able to color her hair until she rotates home. And it was just like the family joke about her hair. And then she gets this box, the exact color that she always uses. And she said, how on earth did you know? Lori and I read that. We had to read it twice. And we just broke into tears because that was just one of many letters like that, that we got that the soldier or airman or Marine or corpsman, whoever it was that was opening up a box said, how did you know? How did you know I needed that? Because we get random things all the time. We're like, ah, put it in, ah, put it in. And without fail, that one random item is what is who we get the letters from saying, how did you know? So it's not just us at work there, folks. <laughs> um, we're just the hands and feet that do it, you know, and we have been so ridiculously blessed over the years to do this. And the people that we have met, the families that we have met, the soldiers that we have met, soldiers have went out of their way when they rotate home. They live on the other side of the country from us. They made a stop, a personal flight stop in Pennsylvania to thank us in person for sending them boxes while they were deployed for 16 months. They didn't have to do that, but they wanted to. They wanted to meet us in person and thank us in person because we don't know these people we're sending boxes to. People are just giving us their names and addresses. We don't know them. And here's the thing, 24 years later, we're now sending to our post members' grandchildren. We're like sending boxes to the next generation now. And Lori and I realized that the other day and we're like, oh my gosh, we're getting old. Um, Cause now it's a whole nother, I mean, think about 24 years. That's not, that's another generation. It is. And we're sending to the grandkids now. And we're the, now, we are now the elder generation because our parents are slowly fading you know, as life happens. And now we're like, oh my gosh, we're the grownups now. <laughs> we're the grownups. You're the ones in charge. Yes, yeah, ma'am. we're the ones people are supposed to be looking up to. Holy crap. But <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, first of all, one of the reasons, one of the things I love about you so much is that, you know, when people say, well, you're doing all these boxes and you're doing them every month and it takes time and effort and stuff. How much are they paying you to do this? And of course, <laughs> of course, that number is very small. You get to take maybe a candy bar home. <laughs> I'm diabetic, so I can't even do that. <laughs> okay, some uh, <laughs> some uh, beef jerky or some something like that. Yeah, no, this is all volunteer. I mean, this is done through our veteran post, which is a nonprofit. Right. Um, it's all volunteer, and our the commander, he jokes with us because Lori and I, we're the ones who tape the boxes together, you know, build the boxes. And then all the volunteers come and they pack the boxes. We make sure everything's packed tight. And then we tape the boxes up, give them to another volunteer who takes them out to the truck to take them to the post office the next day. It's like this 
it's a well-oiled machine. It really, I mean, if you were close and you could come some month, it would be awesome. It's a well-oiled machine. And um, our commander, because, you know, we'll be like, oh my gosh, especially when you're doing several hundred, your arms get tired and you're just taping like crazy. We're going through miles and miles of packing tape. We are professional tapers after 24 years. I can let you know that. <laughs> I can tape and pack any box. I can put so much stuff in a small box. You would have no idea. You would never believe how much stuff I can pack. Anyway. I'm a pro at it now, but our, 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 uh, commander will be like, he's like, oh, are you over there? What quit your belly aching or else I won't give you a raise. I go, oh, you're going to double that zero. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a double zero now. Yeah. So that's, that's what the, uh, that's what the joke is. He's like, I'm not going to give you girls a raise. If you keep, if you keep on belly aching, we're like, oh, you're going to double that zero for us. Are you commander? <laughs> well, all I, all I can tell you, Kim, is that, uh, I, I value, and everybody that's been listening to this this show is valuing who you are as a human being. And um, I'm hopeful that by your example, that somebody else will decide rather than to say, oh, no, say yes. You get that nudge, say yes. Do what you're called to do. Help your fellow man. Be kind. Be generous. Don't expect to get paid, but you have got more value out of what you've done for the last 24 years. You could not pay you to get the value. As a matter of fact, I now, you've got a book that you've got out about about dogs and cats and pets. Now you've got to have a book out about nuggets of hope and the stories behind that. And now you've got to have a book out about the veterans and how you are, have been helping them because those stories mean a lot to people who would read them. Well, Um, nuggets of hope that that is a book that's in the works. Ah, ah, good, 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 good. Yeah. I I hope to get that. I hope to get that out this year. Um, but I'm taking my time and going as my heart is telling me to do it. So, there might be a couple more nuggets out there yet that I'm supposed to do before I finish it. No, does that make sense? Oh yeah. And by the way, there's always going to be more nuggets for you to. Oh gosh, yes. I got, I got a new box of them like on the other side of my office here, just waiting to be opened. And by the way, again, go to Kim Lang Ling. That's L E N G L I N G author.com. Front page, bottom, there's a beautiful dog and uh, who is, uh, um, what's his name again? Dexter. Dexter, that's right. He's my office manager. He keeps me on track. Buy her a (laughs) cup of coffee so that she can continue to do this work. And and she might even tell you where you can do, get these nuggets yourself. And I was, you know, I'm just going to say, do something like that or not. Come up with your own thing. You know, exactly. You can, you can, be a, you can be a nugget of hope in so many different ways. A nugget of hope is a smile at a stranger. You never know what that smile is going to do to that person's day. That's ex- exactly right. Kim, sadly we have to go, but you're going to be a regular on. So be looking for more episodes with Kim because I, I, I just can't stay away. You're just too, <laughs> too wonderful of a human. We'll always find something to talk about. We will, we will. And this is kind of recapping what we've talked about before, but um, for our new friends that are out there, we are very appreciative of of you and of Kim and of all the things that we're doing. So I really appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go, my friend? 
No. Hey, you want to get in touch with me about the book? You want to, you know, be a co-author in the upcoming book? Go to my website, kimlinglingauthor.com. Just send through the contact on Dexter's page. And it was, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to chatting more with all you folks out there. So have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you, Kim. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because 